Welcome to Mental Health Success Stories with John Troutman. Here we provide a space for authentic conversations about real-world mental health challenges. We discuss mental health solutions with national industry leaders. We aim to reduce stigma and increase awareness around mental health issues we will inspire you to take action and improve your own mental health. We will share and promote realistic mental health solutions that anyone can implement. This podcast is provided to you for information purposes only to encourage a broad public understanding of various mental health topics. The podcast may represent the views and opinions of the author, host, and or guests and not necessarily the views and opinions of Pyramid Healthcare. Information contained in this podcast should not be relied upon as medical advice or as a substitute for medical advice. This podcast does not establish any doctor-patient relationship and is not a substitute for individual clinical judgment. If you need medical advice or you are experiencing a medical emergency, Call your doctor or 911 immediately. And now here is our host of Mental Health Success Stories, John Troutman. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our show. Again, I'm so excited that uh, our guest is with us here today, willing to talk about their mental health challenge in hopes that you can be inspired, encouraged, and also take action on those areas or those times in life when you're going through a mental health challenge so you can get the help you need. That's what this podcast is about. And I am so excited today to have Kimberly Langford with us. For those of you who may not know her, probably most of you do, but if you're listening, driving down the road, or if you're watching this podcast, Kimberly has been in the health industry as a registered nurse for more than 20 years and carries significant experience in acute, critical, chronic care in complex case management and renal disease. Specifically, she has worked to improve outcomes in CKD, ESRD, chronic kidney disease, and end-stage renal disease, and has a passion for its prevention. That's wonderful. She also carries over 20 years of sales and marketing experience and a decade of professional coaching and energy work. As Specialty Care Management's Vice President of Clinical Services and Director of Business Development, Kimberly works furthering CCM's marketing and sales efforts, contributes to product service development, oversees clinical department, customer relations, and ultimately drives revenue. I'm going to pause it there. Most of you see her content, and she is so consistent, persistent, and patient with that. It's amazing. And I am so honored to introduce her here today, not only as a strategic partner, but also as a dear friend. Kimberly, thank you for joining us. I just love your guts. And you know, I can say that because I'm a nurse. I really do love all your internal organs, <laughs> but especially your kidneys. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad you could join us today. Uh, help us out. Give us a snapshot of what you're working on professionally right now. What does that look like in Kimberly's world professionally? Oh my gosh, I tell you, it's a busy season. And like you and I were talking earlier, I think everybody's feeling it. Everybody's busy. And that's a great, it's a great blessing to be busy, you know, having work that you really love to do. I think um, I'm probably most excited recently. We just crested 
over $2.1 million in savings on invoices for our clients who are Bravo product. That's our bill review, where we review bills and we negotiate to uh, claims on behalf of our, our clients. Um, that's super exciting. Um, dialysis is our hallmark. That's always busy, unfortunately. And I would think uh, for me personally, I'm super excited. We have been trialing a, a tool put out by the CDC to really quantify uh, and give a metric to a member's risk for dialysis instead of having it just be something like, well, trust me, it's okay, I'm a nurse, it'll only hurt for a minute kind of thing. Now we have a, a, a metric and a metric is less... Uh, expert dependent, if you will. And so it really gives us a way to measure, um, you know, the, the interventions and what we're doing for people. So I'm super jazzed about that. Excellent. That's yeah. excellent. So personally, I know you, you do a lot of activity. I know you have a, a lake house and you go places. What's going on personally with Kimberly? Oh my God. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> we have, oh my gosh. I, I was telling a girlfriend last night, we've got uh, one who just graduated this year. We have one who's got given us three grandbabies. We get to see them next mm. month. We've got one who just graduated and he's got big plans. He's off to serve a service mission for the church here in September. So he'll be flying the nest. And then we've got a 17 year old and she'll be gone before I know what hits me and then I'm going to have to get a new puppy. I don't know. That's it. It's pretty busy, but it's full, just full. I'm, I'm so grateful to have a healthy, happy, uh, a joyous family that, that brings me a lot of joy. So that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. Thanks for giving us that snapshot. Uh, you know, we're talking about mental health on the show and we go down roads that uh, sometimes those discussions get avoided, pushed aside, um, and many times people feel that they need um, some type of real severe case or diagnosis to have a mental health condition or the need to get mental health help. Um, that isn't the case. It, it, there are lots of things that can hinder our mental health. So again, I don't know what all you're going to share, but I'll, I'd like to really turn the majority of our time over to you just to give us your story. Did you just ask if I was mental? Did I, did I just say that? I don't know. Let's see. Can we go back and edit that? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you know, I, I love the content that you put out um, because it's uh, your con because you're genuine and um, you're right. I, I think that um, for a long time, we haven't talked about it. Mental health has gotten a lot of light lately, but our mental health impacts everything. We're not little segmented packages. We don't have, you know, compartments that we can click on and off when one part of our our physical, emotional, mental body suffers. Uh, the whole, the whole self suffers, and not just the the whole self, but everybody in our circle suffers. Hmm. Um, so you know, I've been pretty blessed. I'm pretty hardy uh, mentally. Uh, uh, I think a lot of times in my life when it's been hard, I can hear my daddy in the back saying, "Pour it on. I can take it." <laughs> and and so I dig in and I enjoy a challenge. And that doesn't mean that life hasn't been difficult because it absolutely has. And we had, I think everybody has moments when it's tough. Uh, and when we're down, you can't always be up, right? Yeah. If you were always up, then are you up really, right? Nobody's, 
And, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to your podcast with Spencer. And I think, you know, you said something. You're like, I'm supposed to be the guy that's got it all together. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm typically known as the chick who has it all together and who's always positive and upbeat. And for, I, I am for the most part. But it, for me, it's a choice. Um, in some, and during hard times, it's a choice. And one thing that's really gotten me through when it was hard was getting out of my head and going to serve other people. Mm. Um, I really do. Um, I really do love helping people. But uh, to be honest, probably the biggest challenge I had is, you know, as I shared with you earlier, was when my family was going through depression, mm. a severe depression. We had a son who was hospitalized. He was suicidal. And uh, for parents, when you have a, a kid who's in a dark place, you know, we tend to think that, that we're just awful parents. Mm -hmm. If we were better parents, that wouldn't happen. Um, and every, especially mamas, because that's the girls are my circle. And, um, you know, I, I know that I know that moms and dads feel that that pain a lot. Or when my husband, my husband suffered from depression. Um, and was suicidal. I remember one time we went for a walk and, and uh, he had finally gotten on some antidepressants. And I asked him, you know, if his practitioner had asked him if he'd had, you know, thoughts about hurting himself. And he was just real quiet. And I said, would you tell me if you did? And he said, nope. And I said, that's all I need to know. <laughs> and then I go into high gear because I still had two kids to raise. And uh, he's the love of my life. <laughs> I didn't want to lose him and who's going to be there to pick up the pieces. It was an incredible challenge because you feel like a failure as a wife and a mother. And, mm. and, um, I fix problems for everybody. How come I can't make my own family happy? What's wrong with me? And that was really, was really a challenge. Mm. You'd never know that when you look at us today, it was a lot of work, definitely worth the work, but it was very difficult, real challenge. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, again, you brought up some key points there about, especially in parenting, and with a lot of parents that will be watching this and listening to this program, um, that's that's real. And while they may have kids of various ages, you know, we take on that that ownership, and they're never done being our kids, right? So it's not that, okay, now that they're 16 or 18 or 22 or whatever, um, I've gone through some things. My son broke his back uh, in high school, so I, I understand that. What were some of the things, uh, again, if you don't want me asking, going back to this, what were some things that you were struggling with in your mind going through that time? You mentioned some of them, but again, just to, to pull them out here, um, going through that time where your, your kids were going through that time, depression, or even just referring to your husband, what were some of those thoughts that you were struggling with at that time? Oh, gosh. Uh, just, just knowing how bad they hurt and that you can't fix it. But thinking that somehow it's your fault. And mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, a lot, we, it seems to, and it's never easy, right? But it seems easier to talk about when we're struggling because we're depressed, mm -hmm. but there's not a whole lot for what about when it's somebody you care about? What about mm -hmm. when they're depressed? What do you do? Because I think in our human nature is we want to help. And I think our human nature is, well, especially in, in a close family relationship, well, if I was enough, you know, he or she, they wouldn't be depressed. Hmm. Uh, it must be my fault. What am I doing wrong? I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible. Hmm. I'm a failure as a mother. I'm a failure as a wife. 
I've got no business helping these people. Mm. Um, I'm supposed to be, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty good nurse. I'm a pretty good coach. Uh, I, how come I can't do this for, for my family or whatever the case, whatever the self-talk is. And I think sometimes what we have to remember in that space is that such a selfish locus and mm-hmm. it's not i don't mean that we're being selfish but it's a very um it's the world is is right here and there's one of my favorite movies little big man have you seen that i have not well i love this movie you have to so it's your homework you gotta go watch I'll, it i'll do that scene, <laughs> there's a scene in this movie where you know, very young dustin hoffman plays this little big man and He's been raised by an Indian chief and this chief asks him one day, he says, do you know where the center of the universe? And he says, no, grandfather, I don't know where the center of the universe is. So this, this old Indian chief, he stands up and he takes a stick in the sand and he draws this circle around himself in the sand. And he says, this is the center of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And I always remember that because the center of our universe really we're all walking around in this little bubble Hmm. and the world can be really our view can be so skewed when we spend a lot of time in here Hmm. right instead of taking a pause to understand that everybody has their own bubble Hmm. and if i can instead step out of my bubble and go into their bubble because it's really not about me (laughs) right it really is about them it's not my fault However, understanding that if somebody's struggling, it's not my fault, but what can I do to help? Mm. Well, kind of like drowning, or if you, somebody's drowning, and I can tell you a story about that, <laughs> but if somebody's drowning and I don't have the necessary tools, I'm not going to be able to help them, right? Mm. If I start drowning, and I think... I think sometimes that you alluded to it uh, in your conversation with Spencer, being a little bit selfish, meaning that if I'm really going to be helpful to the people I love when they're struggling, I have to be okay right here. Mm-hmm. I have to really take excellent care of myself. Um, and you'd be a little bit selfish in the fact that, you know, I still have to do some things like eat and <laughs> sleep and Uh, you know, stay hydrated and have wonderful relationships. I have to learn how to set limits. I have to learn how to be vulnerable. I have to learn how to share things that aren't very comfortable uh, to be a little bit naked, if you will. Hmm. Right. There, there's some exposure that we all feel when we really talk about things that uh, are a little bit more eternal, if you will, our relationships, Hmm. our families, you know, who we are when nobody's around, those things, those are vulnerable spots. And what I found even in life and death kind of situations, when you can allow yourself to surrender, you talked about that a little bit earlier as well, but there's a whole level of beauty and power Hmm. and grace comes in and it can make such a huge difference. But if you're not okay yourself, Hmm. you can't do anything for anybody. Yeah, allowing ourselves, right? That's just a big uh, word for me, and you're talking about that as well. Um, again, there'll be a lot of people listening, watching this program, maybe their parents, uh, but they have loved ones who are going through challenging times. It can be easy for them to blame themselves. 
you spoke very powerfully about addressing those things and how you did that. What might you say to a person who's just initially entering that stage? And you've been through some of those things. You can look back and reflect and see some of the the things and how you responded. What might you say to a person that's just going into this season? Maybe they just found out in the last month that um, their child has depression or it doesn't have to be depression. It could be something else in mental health where they feel like they were less than the parent that they would have hoped, that disappointment, right? What might you say to that person that's just going into that storm right now? No, we're we're all ineffective and we're all not enough. Hmm. None of us are ever going to be enough. And that's okay. (laughs) It Hmm. really is. It really is okay. Um, You know, to be able to surrender to the fact that that you can't do it by yourself. Hmm. Uh, And and I think a, a, a really powerful key is making sure that you're that you're able to tap into and find the people who can help you be enough, right? Who can help you. <clears throat> that being said, while, while none of us are ever going to be enough, we are the perfect people to be helpful for the people in our sphere. That's why I think that we're placed in the families that we are and the circles that we are, because we are the perfect people to help uh, the people that we love when they struggle. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it by ourselves. So um, that being said, I think sometimes it's really hard. A good counselor is worth, is of immense worth. And a bad counselor, I, I think as, as wonderful it is to find somebody who's really skilled and going to fit for you, uh, if you're working with a counselor that it's something's not right to trust yourself and get out of that, but don't give up on all counseling, right? Not all doctors or not all nurses are good, but that doesn't mean they're all, you know, right? It's it's worth the work to find the right fit. It's mm. worth the work to uh, fail at a few difficult conversations to come to the place where then you do have the right conversations because then you're going to have a whole bunch of right conversations. Um and I think that sometimes is a real challenge if people don't know where to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, a great first place to start is your, you know, your family practice, your family physician. Um, typically, good people typically do business with good people, right? It's the same thing in medical or psychological communities. Good doctors typically run with good doctors. Good nurses typically work with other good doctors and nurses. Good therapists typically know other good therapists. I was really fortunate in that I was heavily embedded into the business sector um, for my personal business. And so um, it really helped me to plug into uh, practitioners that did work uh, for my family. I found some incredible therapies that were life-changing neurofeedback. I'm a huge, I don't know if you know much about neurofeedback, um, but that totally changed the game for our son um, who, you know, to this day, he's off of, he's been what, seven, eight years off of all of his meds. Wow. And he had severe ADHD and PTSD and depression. And he was on some heavy duty meds and he was really struggling and you'd never know it when you look at them today. So, um, and yeah, so I don't give up, keep, keep, you know, working. If it feels like you're not getting anywhere, um, you know, hang in there because someday you're going to look back and you go, wow, 
I came from back there. How did I get here? I don't know, but I'm really grateful. <laughs> That's excellent. Very, very helpful. And thank you so much for sharing. Uh, again, many people may not know how to get in contact with you. Maybe your services could be beneficial for them and their clients. Um, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with Kimberly? Well, the, so I'm not a therapist. <laughs> uh, I'm a great friend, though. Um, I'm all over LinkedIn, happy to engage in a conversation. Um, again, I'm, I'm not a counselor. I do professional coaching. That's my hobby. Uh, but that's not that's not counseling. But if you've got kidneys <laughs> or you've got some issues with dialysis, uh, that that's a uh, that's our specialty here. So yeah, specialtycm.com is our website. You can find me on LinkedIn and connect and yeah, let's be friends. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, any final thoughts for our audience today? You've been very helpful. Let us see into the world that you've experienced, and, and that's so powerful. I'll, I'll touch on those couple of bullets before we close, but uh, any final thoughts for our audience here today? Oh, just um, being able to experience joy for yourself and, and experience joy with the people that you want to experience joy with, it's absolutely worth the work. And sometimes it is work and that's okay because it's worth it. Health is a little bit of work, right? You got to go to the gym and you got to eat right. And it's the same thing with our mental health. Um, it's not a separate thing. Learning how to take care of our psyche, our emotional, our spiritual health is, is sometimes daunting, but it's so worth it. It's incredibly rewarding and it will be with you probably long after your, your body's done. So it's worth the work. Excellent. You are worth the work, friends. So if you're listening here today, again, if you weren't able to catch everything, I'm going to leave one bullet for you in the words of, of Kimberly. And Kimberly, I'll use this in my words. Hopefully that's okay. Um, when you were talking about the issue, the challenges of your son, um, just as a parent's perspective, and I think this is so powerful, maybe it's because I am a parent, I can look back on some challenging moments. Kimberly said, there will be moments where you won't feel okay. There'll be moments where you're not going to feel like you're enough and that's okay. So again, it's fourth quarter when you're watching or listening to this program, you may be feeling overwhelmed. You may not be feeling okay. And in that day, that's okay. I want to encourage everyone to get the help that they need. Kimberly mentioned many times to talk to a counselor. And again, I will echo her words. Make sure you get the right counselor. Not every counselor is a perfect fit. Uh, the, the proper programs that are out there and services out there should work with you to make sure you get that perfect fit so that you get the help that you need. Again, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us here today. And again, thank you everyone for watching and listening. And don't forget to invest in your mental health because your mental health matters. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.